are now entering the fourth. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 10 of the Fort Podcast. Woo! We made it! Yeah! We made it! <laughs> 10 episodes! It made we! 10 episodes! It made we! I've given up at this point. I'm not going to. Uh... I, I fought it, but hey, if Adam Carolla has uh, Get It On and, yeah. and uh, uh, Johnny Carson said, you know, uh, let's get started, then yeah. I think it's okay. And that one guy with the let's get ready to rumble, you know, that was important. Yeah. To hear every time. The thing is, like every morning we wake up, we made it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody, sh- everybody out there should thank their lucky stars that they that they made it. Whatever yeah. it is, waking up, getting to your job on time. Yeah. You know, I I kind of agree with you guys. Yeah, I knew if we got philosophical about it, you'd be on our side. Yeah. You know who didn't make it today? Who? Rue McClanahan. Oh yeah, Rue McClanahan. What? She was the final of the trifecta of uh, Gary Coleman and Dennis Hopper. But. Betty White is still alive, though, so that trifecta isn't complete yet. No, the no, trifecta, no. like, that's the happening. Yeah, threes. yeah, I know, but I'm saying Golden Girls trifecta. Yeah, no, Golden no, Girls, yeah. No, that's a quadrifecta. Yeah, Betty eh. White is still alive, but what Ed was saying is, you know, the I've, stars die in, die in threes, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, seems like stars have been dying, like, in fours and fives earlier the, this year. Like, yeah, but after the, the third one, there's, like, a, like a three-week break. <laughs> all right we'll there's see there's actually you know there's actually like a death pool game oh yeah yeah and it's it's always like i've never done this but like it kind of weirds me out you know like, like i don't gambling think would... with people's lives exactly but yeah but there there are people that do these i mean it, it's almost like uh yeah they're called assholes yeah, well they they do these hey pools. i've got some friends who do that they do yeah they, yeah your friends with it's, assholes. it's a literal death <laughs> they call it like the death pool right a dead pool yeah or the dead pool right yeah, yeah. Is that what that Clint Eastwood movie's about? Dirty Harry Six. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's what Dirty Harry Six. That's is one about. of my yeah. favorite. Uh, dirty, that's what Dirty Harry the Jungle's about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, you know, they they Road to El Dorado. Will, yeah, that's what it's about. <laughs> you will you will bet on like who will be the uh, the stars to die. Yeah, and it's a big pool. I mean, it's like well, yeah, it's like, it's like you make like a. It's like you and a group of people, you each get like five picks. Yeah, it's like fantasy football or fantasy baseball or all yeah. that, except you're betting on like... Except evil. And whoever gets yeah. all five of their picks to die first gets this massive amount of money, depending on how many people pitched in. And Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, there's plane crashes, there's so many, like, there's drug overdoses that you don't suspect. But yeah, like, these people that play it, though, like, they, like, they really do their research. Like, it's not just celebrities that we know about, it's like dictators in foreign countries or like... You know, like people you've never heard of that are on their deathbed who like wrote a book back in the 60s. Like, like the definition of celebrity is very loose in these yep. Deadpools. Yeah. Like anybody could be in the Deadpool. Well, because since we're rich and famous now already from being on the on the on iTunes for for 10 episodes. Right. So it's, now we're celebrities. So. Uh, so, all right. Put, like me, if, put like, me down for uh, 30 bucks on Kevin Ford's life. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. If one of us gets diagnosed <laughs> with a serious disease, then yeah, we could be eligible for the dead. No, I was saying I was, well, uh, I, making... I'm, I'm going to hire a hitman to kill Kevin Ford for 30 bucks. <laughs> that's, that's what the Dirty Harry movie's about. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what they do. They start, yeah. yeah. The guy goes around and starts making the, the Deadpool real. You guys are making me nervous. That's really what that movie's about? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no I way. saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Right? Because there's the one guy who goes psycho, and he starts going around killing people who are, mm-hmm. on, the, who are on the Deadpool. Yeah. And and, and uh, Harry Callahan is one of the people Oh, my on God. The I thought I was just making a stupid joke. I didn't know that that was real. Oh, yeah, totally. You guys are making me nervous, though, because I actually just went to the doctor yesterday for my physical. Uh-oh. And, uh, like, no, I mean, I just, I always get nervous when I go in, you know? You should be. You're a very unhealthy person. I'm having lots of promiscuous sex without protection. <laughs> yeah. Who you do drugs with whoever, sticking God knows what into your veins. You have, you have things in your bloodstream that would scare the living fuck out of me. I, I am a pretty healthy person. I don't have promiscuous For sex. For your average crack addict. Mike, but, just, uh, just, cause, just cause you have vegetables once a day doesn't mean that you're not slowly dying from the venereal diseases that are eating away every organ in your body. Now, you know, I do not have any venereal diseases because I don't. That you know about. I, I have already been tested for all that because I'm a <laughs> hypochondriac, Kevin. <laughs> That's the worst kind of like of living you can do. Yeah, hypochondriac. A hypochondriac is not like uh, Tiger Woods. A hypochondriac could not do that. If Tiger Woods was a hypochondriac, he, he would still have his marriage. 
I think his sex addiction would overweigh his hypochondria. I don't think so. I think his hypochondria would have outweighed everything. So enough about putting blame on other people. Tell us about your drug and sex addiction, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, drugs, anyway, drugs too? The reason I was so nervous going to the doctor, though, is because I've been having like belching issues lately. And actually, uh, we had an audience member uh, last time, last episode. Mark Thomas! Yes. He made it! He made it to the episode! Yeah. He made it! So anyway, he and I were hanging out over Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> uh-huh. And I had one of these belching episodes, so Mark recorded it on his phone. <laughs> and like to, to laugh at or to be like, well, no, because I actually uh, I knew I was going to the doctor in a couple of days, and I wanted to take it into him <laughs> so that I could, you know. Did you play a recording of your belches to the doctor? Well, no, that's the problem. We couldn't get it off Mark's phone for some reason because uh, he couldn't figure out how to export. What it. phone does he have? So we know not to sell that phone. Well, he has the Droid. And but I think it was the app. I think it was the app he was using. You can't get it. Well, out the, the thing app. is, with the iPhone, you can yeah. uh, the audio recorder on that phone works great. But I kind of want to send me your new iPhone, please. You know, my um, one of my best friends bought a Droid. And oh yeah. Every time he calls me, it sounds like he's underwater and being strangled, and like I have no idea. Like so, whenever he calls me, like I never call back because I can't stand talking on the phone with him. Like it's so garbled and like it's like every three lines like yeah but what? kevin Hello? kevin you don't like talking on the phone in general yeah but my iphone 3g works great i love talking. And so it. if the iphone hd comes out then uh i will be gladly yeah. happy to plug it and uh and and broadcast it out if they would send it to me by the way uh our galvez, sp- galvez.ed at gmail.com <laughs> our new sponsor this week iphone um everybody <laughs> take heed iphone yeah, is a wonderful we're making product. a lot of money from this people yeah our new anti-sponsor droid Wait, I, they're taking money away from us. To plug their- <laughs> That's why we hate them. Now, Kevin, I thought you didn't like talking on the phone, but you like talking to Ed on the phone? No, no, I don't like talking to Ed on the phone, but I will he likes call listening him back. to me. I'll call him back, you know, if it's important. But if my best friend on the droid calls me, I don't care what the emergency is, I'm not going to call him back because it's right. so frustrating. Talking Ke- to Kevin just hates listening to Blackberries because Blackberries are not by Apple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a different topic, uh, something that weird that's been happening to me lately is that, um, okay, since I've been, like, uh, you guys have heard already that I've been, like, I went through a breakup back in, like, February. What? Uh, <laughs> stop it. Uh, this is just, like, something funny that I, I, that I observed about myself not too long ago. Um, like, I've just been uh, having just, like, a big run of just micro crushes on, like, Everyone and anything. Like, I'll just be like, oh, that girl has shoes. I wear shoes. Oh, man, we could probably wear shoes together. And get so happily in love with each other. I'm on or, board. Or it's all like, oh, that mailbox. Like, oh, I write mail. Uh, and then it'll take my mail. We have so much in common. Like, I love you, mailbox. Yeah. And, um, and, and I know that it's just stupid. And it's just because, like, I'm just, like, have low self-esteem. And I just, you know, I just want to. You, you know. can't help it. I have those feelings, too. Yeah. They're inescapable. Um, but what happened to me that was pretty funny was that, or at least I hope, uh, was, that, <laughs> was that, uh, get ready for some awkward laughter, folks. <laughs> uh, I, I was coming out of the gym and one of the girls that works at the gym, like she's not hot, but she's cute. And I've like noticed her and she says hi to me with a smile, like, like, she, like she's paid to, but <laughs> in, you know, deep inside the back of my brain, I'm just like, oh, she means it. Anyway, she was walking out of the of the of the club at the same time I was walking out and she was singing that song by Republica the from the rooftop shout it out I'm ready, ready to go. go yeah and I was like well that's weird like who the fuck sings that song right uh-huh. <laughs> so then I was like whatever she works at a gym she hears these stupid songs all the time whatever. right yeah totally forgiving uh, because she'll probably want to hump me anyway uh, <laughs> probably yeah probably anyway so then like it was like two days later I was walking out of the gym and the same girl we were walking out at the same time uh, because I go at the gym at the same time, and it just happened to work out that way. I wasn't stalking her this time. Anyway, uh, so she's coming out. She was singing that Fall Out Boy song, the... Anyway, she was singing that song, and I was like, oh, you're fucking disgusting. So, like, I've, I've come up with this thing, because I know that all my micro-crushes on everyone is just stupid, low self-esteem, just wanting to be loved. Uh, and so, like, I just want to like, carry lyrics to, like, Amy Grant songs. <laughs> so then, like, if I see a girl that I just develop a micro-crush on, I'll be like, do me a favor. S- sing this. And they'll be like, what? I'm like, hey, here's the thing. If you sing it, I won't be in love with you anymore. But if you don't sing it, then you're going to have to make out with me. Stop <laughs> right now. Where the, where's that lyric sheet? I'll, I am on top of this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then then if they're just like, no, what Amy Grant lyric? Then I crumple and I throw it away. Then. Oh, that would be awesome. 
That'd be the most romantic gesture ever. <laughs> but also kind of weird. But at that point, I'd be like, whoop. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, then you would know that she's India, and that's like, that just seals the deal right there. It doesn't matter who she is. Yeah. What? She's into me? All right. What's your name? No, don't <laughs> tell me. Let's go. Have you had any luck on the dating scene, Ed, since the breakup, or have you been looking? Uh, oh, I haven't. No, I haven't been looking yeah. or trying. I. Well, it's, like I said, with all the micro crutches, I'm just like, wow. And then, like, you know, I love you just because you exist. And then I'll be like, oh, but you probably have feelings that you want to be uh, uh, ag- acknowledged. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> I haven't acknowledged my feelings. I've been too busy getting drunk doing the Fort Podcast. <laughs> Someday one of those micro crushes will become a macro crush <laughs> when you least expect it. No, m- the Fort Podcast is my girlfriend. And all you listeners. Yeah, even the ugly ones. <laughs> no, they're all beautiful. Yeah. All of our listeners are beautiful, Kevin. Yeah. Some of them are kind of fugly. No, no. <laughs> all of them have are are awesome and beautiful. The the female ones are perfect and the male ones have huge wieners, which I do not want to see, but uh I'm I'm happy for them to go practice. But if on. you send pictures, we'll post them on Facebook. Yeah. Or keep on our iPhones because the the pixel quality on our iPhones are so great. <laughs> and we'll gladly whack off to them. Gladly. <laughs> with, with, with joy and, and great abandon. <laughs> great abandon. Great with no abandon. Wait, was that uh, it's with uh, reckless abandon. Reckless abandon. That's yeah. What I mean. yeah. Thank That's you. It. <laughs> so hey guys. I can always count on Mike for helping me out with an old timey phrase. Yep. Thank you. That's me, Kevin. Old timey phrase, Mike. Old timey. Well, Speaking of oldie timey, guess who came down to the old Fort Podcast Saloon to have a sarsaparilla with us? I can't wait to hear. I'm God really curious. It, because God you guys don't know who, who's our it's next It's a surprise guest. every time. That's why I love doing this show. It's yes. always a surprise. TJ Miller is Shut on up. the show. Tonight. No. Shut up. No, I'm not shutting up because that's the truth. It's a, oh, it's my a, God. That's a, yeah. That's a fact, Jack. TJ Miller. TJ Miller from She's Out of My League, How to Train Your Dragon 3D, Extract, Comedy Central's Live at Gotham, and the new Comedy Central show called Mashup. And and Cloverfield, right? Oh, yeah. He was in Cloverfield. He yeah. starred in Cloverfield, yeah. He was, he, was one of the, he was a camera guy, yeah. From yeah. what I hear, yeah. This is, that's awesome. That's a great... Yeah, if you don't know who he is, then pull your head out of your butt. <laughs> yeah, so uh, coming up, everybody, we got an interview with the awesome, exciting TJ Miller. And after the TJ Miller interview... Me, Mike, and Ed are going to discuss the movie we saw this week, Best Worst Movie. Stick around to hear our opinions. But before that, listen to this commercial from our new sponsor this week, Phantom Publishing. They have a new release coming out that they hope you'll enjoy. From Bantam Publishing and best-selling horror novelist Philip Blake comes a new tale of terror, Fear the Dark Keys. I'm telling you, the Dark Keys are pure evil. They must be hunted down and destroyed. I'm so frightened of the dark keys. A set of unholy keys with the power to open a doorway to hell have been unleashed across the world. I can't sleep knowing that those dark keys are out there among us. Don't worry. I won't let any of those filthy dark keys harm you. Uh, excuse me. I'm Philip Blake. Now, just to clarify, my novel, Fear the Dark Keys... It's not about black people. It's about keys that are dark, because they're evil. Get it? Dark keys, (laughs) not darkies. (laughs) And believe me, it's very scary, but not because it's about black people. It's about supernatural forces beyond comprehension. Wait, wait, wait. Not that black people are scary. Quite the opposite, really. I personally find them very (laughs) non-threatening. I guarantee... There are no black people in this story. A story that will turn your dreams to nightmares and... Now, hang on. Not that I'm against using black people in any of my... Sto- okay. I mean, not using them. I, I would never use a black person. I mean, I just... Prepare yourselves for... Okay. Look, slavery is wrong. Everyone knows you should never use a black person without paying them an honest wage. It's just common sense. (laughs) I know that. So reserve your copy of Fear the Dark Keys now before the Dark Keys come for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TJ Miller. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, TJ Miller. It's a real pleasure, actually. Yeah, thanks uh, so much for making it through that traffic. (laughs) Thank you for saying welcome to TJ Miller. Yeah, you didn't I, have to say welcome. To I know. I, I I stumbled on my tongue. I uh, 
I'm, I like the. I yeah. have problems. No, I like them. it. I enjoy it. <laughs> Audience, welcome to TJ Miller. Step inside, TJ Miller. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, we're, yeah, we're recording uh, live via satellite. Kevin, from well, his... we, this is the new TJ Miller show. Actually, it's no longer the Fort Podcast. Welcome just, to TJ Miller. And uh, yeah, coincidentally, our T.J. Miller show, our first guest is T.J. Miller. Yes, it worked out perfectly. <laughs> I hope you guys rename the show right after. <laughs> right after I'm off, I'll have to do the uh, change the website and everything. But yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be a chore, but it'll be worth it for the joke. It's <laughs> funny. I, I went to your website, and uh, it's it's actually not tjmiller.com. Yeah, it's, there was some software developer in California that owned tjmiller.com. And I asked him if I could buy it, and it was. He said two thousand dollars, and this was back wow. in, you know, the early two thousands or something. And I said, yeah. "No way!" <laughs> so yeah, it's TJ Miller does not have a website dot com. It's really cool though. It's a. It's a. It looks like a flash site. Yeah, I got a buddy that does flash. Yeah, try to make it look flashy. It does. It, it's a very interesting site, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Really well done. So check it out. Go to. Uh, TJ Miller uh, does not have a site, or what is it? TJ Miller does not have a website.com. Yeah, go and check it out. It's, uh, it's very, we'll have a link to it also. I think also the joke is on that guy because as soon as Google came into play, yeah, it doesn't matter what your website's called. People just Google your name and then go to the right the site. Yeah, I, I come up number two on Google. Wait, from uh, Mike Costantini? Yeah. There's another guy more popular than you with, with a Mike Costantini on Google? Yeah, yeah, some artist. I'm not very famous, though, yeah. so I'm kind of surprised, actually. There's, a, there's another guy who's a wrestler, and there's a hockey player uh-huh. named TJ Miller. Uh-huh. And there was a bass guitarist from a met, metal band called Still Remains. <laughs> His name is TJ. So for years, I he would come up first. But now that's all over for him. Yeah, so. still remains. Probably broke up at some point when you know. There's now his name still remains on the Google list, uh-huh. <laughs> but mine is above it. With me, there's a uh, uh, like a really buffed out African African American underwear model named Kevin Ford. Like so, he comes up like tons of stuff. Really? If you put in Kevin Ford Google, yeah. Now well, we had talked about this before, but uh, like but like two months ago. Uh, someone from my hometown named Edward Galvez got arrested for molesting a 14-year-old kid. And I was just like, God, God damn it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a roughie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like you to send him like a letter in, in prison and just say, why'd you have to pick that? Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I know you weren't thinking of yourself. Uh, I, think you, I know you were only thinking of yourself when you did it, but think about all the people you affected that you didn't know besides the person you molested. <laughs> Guys with your name. From your hometown. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy coincidence. Yeah, hometown and name. Yeah, yeah. You molested my internet credibility. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's weird because like when I've heard recently that uh, when people are trying to get jobs now, like the new thing is they'll read your resume, but they'll also go online and search you. Or they'll go on Facebook. They go on Facebook. They go on like Google, and they'll they'll search your name, and and uh, they'll totally just find you know all the information they can about you. Yeah, that's what they like. If you audition for like a Walmart commercial, um, that's what they do because they're like really strict on like having like wholesome people in their commercials, so they don't want to have like uh, put some girl and then she was like nude and whatever. So there's no way Ed's ever booking a Walmart commercial. Right? (laughs) None of us will ever make a Walmart commercial. (laughs) We have an explicit marking on this show, and we do curse a lot. So, uh, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can't see JPEGs of our swear words. <laughs> right. We've actually, <laughs> we we've fix, actually we had people that. write in about it. It's, it's, I mean, that would be a foray that you should get into, <laughs> figuring out how to make JPEGs of you guys cursing, <laughs> just like voice bubbles, and it's like, yeah, it's like. Winner, <laughs> like exactly. well, technically, it's not nice, a nice curse words. <laughs> yeah. What a novel idea! Caca. Uh, so you've had quite a year this year. Yeah, uh, uh, surgery. Yeah, I had a I had brain surgery. That's amazing in itself. For a uh, cerebral AVM, an arteriovenous malformation. And that is something that is congenital, which means you're born with it. And I didn't know about it until I had two seizures in Beverly Hills. Huh. And then they did a CT scan, found it, and said, let's get it out of there. So mm-hmm. they cut my head open. Cut it out. So w- without the seizure, like, is there any way to like test for it or like? No, not it? unless you, for some reason, thought I might have this and then go in and get that because it won't show up on an MRI. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's a tumor, right? I mean, no, it, it's not. But it's, not benign one, or is it? Is no, it like a not, blockage? Or it's is it, nothing like a tumor. It's just you're born with it. It's just a small malformation. It's, it's really? like a, a cluster of vessels and arteries that aren't connected as well with capillaries, and so they're 
a little bit unstable, and so people have them. Yeah. Very few people have them, less than 1%, between 0.01 and 1% of the population, and uh, those that do have them, usually they're found in autopsy, so most people die from them. Really? So you're very lucky in a way because... Or incredibly strong. <laughs> <laughs> And now, I mean, but you're pretty much on the path to recovery, right? You don't have, I mean, it's it's done. Your surgery. I'm done. off. I'm off the path of recovery now. I'm on some other path, beaten path, which is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, it's very strange. I now I feel so good and so normal that it doesn't even seem like I uh, I even ever had that surgery. But I'm, I you know, I, I'm trying to take it easy, and yeah. I, I haven't had a. I'm, I'm off the sauce for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just to heal, so I haven't had a drink of alcohol in over two months. That's always interesting, right? And uh, that's it. And I have a big scar on my head. I never know. In fact, I didn't know any of this before uh, tonight because I mean, there's nothing out there about it, or you know. But I'm trying to get it publicized. You know, I've been emailing, <laughs> I've been emailing Perez Hilton every day. He won't get into it. When they, uh, if you don't mind me asking, though, when they did the brain surgery. Were you awake during it? Because I, I always heard that you have to stay awake during... Um, yeah, I asked to stay awake. And, I mean, you're uh, obviously sedated and everything. But. I was given a kazoo. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to entertain the people. No, you go under, gen- you go under general anesthesia for this. Oh, you do? Okay. So but I imagine three operations, so I, I was asleep during all of them. That's good, yeah. But I imagine it was really frightening. And- it was pretty frightening. Well, congratulations on... Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks because now, I mean, you, you have this. <laughs> we still have, yeah. You have this amazing career going too, and and now you can just focus. And, yeah, I almost uh, died. That would have been an interesting end to the career. Mm-hmm. Based my on- greatest work of all time would have been Yogi Bear, which <laughs> would have been the biggest thing that would have come out posthumously. I, I have to say, and and uh, I'm, we're going to link to this on the site, but I saw the video, you improving with an actual bear, right. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I just, I love, I love how the bear just kept growling, but not in a, not in a vindictive way. He just had a lot to say. It was very strange. It was crazy. I mean, you were, you were standing like not one foot away from an actual 600 pound grizzly bear. Yeah. I mean, what was that like? I mean, doing, I mean, it wasn't that scary. Everybody says, weren't you so scared? And it wasn't. I, I just, I don't know why. I guess I don't have a, I don't think I understood the risk en- enough to fear it. Well, he seemed like a very, <laughs> fr- very friendly bear, in, in my opinion. He was a, pr- I mean, you know, it's a trained bear. Yeah, and you seem pretty friendly yourself. Yeah, yeah, and there are people that were there, right? I mean, at times, I, you know, I bit him when he got too close to me. <laughs> but uh, and then they tased you. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> They're like, get him down. <laughs> um, but I was very, um, I was, I felt great about. The whole video is amazing that he, you know, the spear was, it was just ridiculous. I did it as a joke and then sent it to Warner Brothers under false pretenses of being real. And so he sent it to them and I said, well, I've, you know, this is important to me that you see this. It's additional <laughs> materials, important for your casting consideration. And I want you to see this before you make a decision. And so we sent it over to them. That's under awesome. the guise of, you know, it being real, and it wasn't. It was a very mm-hmm. silly, ridiculous thing to do. Expensive. $1,000. Was it really? So you had to actually pay for the time with the bear. You better yeah. believe it. <laughs> but TJ Miller invests in himself. I'm a gambling man. I put all my money on me. Did you did did you already have the part though in the new Yogi Bear movie or did, did... I was tip tops on the uh, producers list of who they wanted to play Ranger Jones the goofy up and coming Ranger right mm-hmm. and uh, so I think I was probably gonna get the part anyway but that certainly helped put the nail in the coffin right uh, and the coffin was a, an experience that led to brain surgery so it was an interesting ride all told yeah yeah. Now, I don't uh, think there are many people in the world who will be able to say Yogi Bear changed my life, but it did for me. That's a beautiful story. I mean, I... I every, think, you guys can't hear this, but everyone here is crying. They're just holding a, a kerchief over the microphone. I'm keeping my face away from the... We have, we, have still, we have TJ's cousin in the audience, and I can see he's crying, too. Uh, yeah, he's weeping. But yeah. that's only because... Uh, he's heard the story so many times. Yeah, probably. right. <laughs> Now, every five to ten minutes, he remembers that he's blood-related to me, and he starts to weep. <laughs> Strange situation. <laughs> and he also uh, has your last name for his first name, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, his name's Miller Davis. If anybody has any leads on a job for a writer's assistant, just email us. 
And uh, yeah, he's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He loves Hanson and Daft Punk. <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. Hanson, Hanson Soda? Hanson Soda. <laughs> he opens it up and goes, mm, 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 Bob. <laughs> uh, it's actually mm, pop. Mm. Yeah, it's mm, pop. Mm, soda pop. Now, TJ, would you say your breakout role is Cloverfield? Uh, no, I'd say it's Yogi Bear. Is it? <laughs> well, the, now, I, the only reason I ask you is because actually I, I saw Cloverfield. I really liked the movie. Thank and you. I wrote you, it and directed it. <laughs> and you got a call from J.J. Abrams, I think, at some point. Uh, yeah, I did. Because you were talking too much about the movie. Was in the yeah, a little bit of that. Wow, you did your <laughs> research, huh? Uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy being in a movie that secret. Where well, just so uh, weird super about the secret. And, and his, his producer friend who, this guy Brian Burke, called me and was like, Somebody said you were talking about the movie in a bar somewhere. I was like, oh boy, here we go with this. And uh, so they made it clear that I needed to not do that anymore. So right. I took it easy on talking about that. But it was, in all fairness, I was talking to somebody who was part of the crew that I randomly met. Uh, she was part of the crew on the teaser, when we shot the teaser, but wasn't hired to do the movie. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. So I thought right. that she was just someone on the crew who was going to be with me for the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> What's well, her I, name? We'll go find her. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll get her. I just think it, it, was, it was interesting, though, because, I mean, you were really pretty much the main point of this movie. I mean, you, you were the guy holding the camera. So, like, it, it didn't leave for much FaceTime. But at the no, same time, I mean, approximately you're, three minutes of FaceTime. Yeah, three minutes. <laughs> I mean, you were in the. I mean, you were in the movie though the whole time. And I one one funny story I will say. I actually have this weird condition with my sinuses, and uh, sometimes I get vertigo. And when I watched uh, Cloverfield, there was the scene where uh, you guys were climbing the the two buildings that kind of mm-hmm. fell into each other, yeah. and I totally got sweaty palms during the whole experience <laughs> of watching it. And that sometimes the vertigo helps you like enjoy a movie even more. Ah, are you, you, it, it enhances uh, the experience. Yeah, are, like you, 3D. are you trying to compare yourself to my brain surgery? Is not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I'll take uh, the vertigo. But. No, yeah, I mean, a yeah. lot of people got motion sick from it. Many people vomited. I've, I've actually interacted with yeah, cause it's constantly well over there. 50 people in my life that have said I threw up during that film. My dad got sick during it, yeah, and he was watching it at home. Oh boy! Yeah. I didn't know that. And he wasn't even looking at it. <laughs> he was reading he was the just, paper. Yeah. He was standing on his head, chugging beer. And he got sick. He just ate my mom's cooking. Hey, yeah. yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a weird. I mean, if you think about it, it's the weirdest. It's got to be the weirdest major motion picture role that was the first role for a comedian of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Because for somebody who is totally focused on comedy. To then for their first role to be in a giant horror film that's first person like Blair Witch, and I not there's no me on the screen, but I'm like the main character is right. just the craziest. Yeah, yeah there's there's never been a movie where there's never been a movie like that where the 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 guy like there are narrators to films, but where an actual character is off screen the whole time. Exactly, mm-hmm. there's just no such thing. I mean, you're almost like a voice actor in, in a sense. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. And I did do a fair amount in the booth. Um, right. But, you know, I was there. I filmed a lot of the movie. And yeah, I was going to ask you that. Is that a, I, was, I thought it was a dumb question, but like you're actually filmed some of the It is camera, a stupid question, shots. but yes. <laughs> I uh, I did film. Yeah, I filmed about a third of the movie. A third? I love it. I love. I did. I really did film about a third of the film, and then they... Like when they've asked the director or the producers, they say some weird percentage, like about 17%. So it's funny that they're trying to undercut the amount that I actually filmed in it. Right. But it was Which fun. Which is odd. I don't know why they would they're, even care. I mean, they were camera operators. Yeah. There's always to be camera operators. It's a union rule. So there's a very frustrated, frustrated camera operator who constantly... I had to just sit by while I fucked up scene after scene. <laughs> That's so funny. Like Hollywood has such strange rules sometimes. Well, you know? it's unions and things. Well, yeah, but it's like there like has to be really there has to be a camera operator. Like, mm-hmm. well, then why not just hire you know you as an actor and a camera operator? Oh yeah, they didn't do that at all. I was trying to get extra money <laughs> yeah, make to double. be a camera operator. <laughs> yeah, there. totally. Because then I would have had to have been in the union, and they found some way around it, citing that the camera was just a prop that the actor was using that happened to shoot the movie. It just so happened to shoot the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's so many like loopholes. It's just it's it's just funny. I heard a score, story from Jeff Garland. Uh, Jeff Garland, <laughs> you know, popular comedian. 
he uh, did his movie with Sarah Silverman. He yeah, he, he, the cheese. Yeah, man. the cheese, and he um, he uh, he wrote it and directed it. Now to save money, he didn't pay himself as a director, and uh, SAG actually called him and was pissed at him because he didn't pay the director, and he's like, "But the director was me." Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have to pay yourself. And then he got fined by SAG for not paying himself in his own movie. Did it, wait, he couldn't pay himself before the fine came? Yeah. Like, well, in other words, he, he tried to budget everybody else, so he just didn't, you know. Yeah, he yeah. left money for himself, but he didn't pay himself as a director. But SAG, you have to be paid as a director. Oh, okay. So he broke the rules. But I just think it's hysterical because he's the guy that wrote it. Right, right. And directed it, mm-hmm. you know. So it should be his choice if he doesn't want to take money for that but yeah i don't know it's just me it seems like a strange world but i, I was gonna say that the interesting thing is too like when when you did cloverfield i mean you are a stand-up comedian so when you went on letterman to promote it like you didn't actually do a stand-up routine he just had you on as an actor yeah i just went on a pan as panel as right. a panelist right it, yeah that was very strange because the audience also didn't know that i was a comedian and I, it was funny because in the last in the last like right before he was about to say goodbye to you you quick promoted that you're doing stand-up. Yeah, he actually, I found out afterwards, that was the one note they had for me, was that uh, they were like, don't cut Dave off, let him promote your stuff. Because right. he, I, I, he, was, he was saying that you know, there was something for me to promote. Um, and, uh, but I thought he was sighing off before that happened, so right. I, I tried to squeeze it in. It's, I, you it's know, not I very ch- natural. No one would ever I do Chelsea yeah. Laley and stuff, and right. that's a different type of show where you just got to say, you just got to get words in edgewise. So it was just mm-hmm. a different yeah. type you, of thing. Uh, but it was weird. I mean, I, I don't even think Letterman knew that I was a... Uh, yeah, it, it almost seemed weird. like he was kind of surprised. Because you, when you came out, you were funny, too, but it wasn't like you were running bits or anything. Because usually, I guess, when stand-ups do... Uh, you know, tonight shows or whatever, you, you do five minutes, your normal routine, but then you have another five minutes set, you know, for when yeah. you're interviewed. But it's sort of like, yeah, but you were just naturally funny. Everybody was laughing, but then, yeah, it was weird. Like, just the mm-hmm. promotion at the end. I like, certainly felt in the beginning that when I started making jokes, the audience was kind of going, what? what? They were confused. <laughs> yeah, they were like, why is this guy coming out guns blazing with the jokes? Yeah, so, but it was... It was that whole experience was really strange because uh, you don't meet him beforehand, and the only interaction you have with him is on television. But like, does somebody run through what you're going to talk about? Like, is there a little mini yeah? But that's a segment or? producer. There's no rehearsal now. You just oh. talk about it beforehand and then go on. That's it the way it works. That's the way it works on this show sometimes too. Yeah, <laughs> like I've never met you, and Kevin's never met you. So <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of like yeah, you guys like, weren't cooler. friendly in the beginning. You didn't say hi or anything. <laughs> yeah, no, we just you know Ed just directed me over to here and sat me <laughs> yeah. down. I waited for you guys to come in. Uh, to my defense, I said don't look at anybody in the eyes. So. And I haven't, and it's been <laughs> difficult because they're both wearing open robes and no underwear. <laughs> so it's hard not to look. You know, if I can't look in their eyes, it's hard not to look downtown. The stench is terrible. That is commonly like when I go over to watch a movie at Kevin's place, he's usually greeting me in a robe. <laughs> well, I got pajamas on underneath, <laughs> yeah. you know, and slippers. But you look a lot like Hugh Hefner. Yeah, and not not like I look. You know, I look, you don't look, I look like, like a cutest little dandy like ever. Yeah, <laughs> but you're always very relaxed. But I like that actually because when I go and watch movies at your place, it's kind of relaxing in a way. Yeah, it's like a lounge. Yeah, it feels with like a, I feel like I want to go old HD TV. Yeah, <laughs> you got beer, you got weed, you got whatever you want. Um, nice. uh, did you guys pure. hear about that that murder that happened over in uh, like Lake Shasta? Oh, is yeah. this a to- hold on? Is yeah. this a topic shift? I can't tell. It's kind of a topic. It's, shift. It's kind of a left turn, but because <laughs> now suddenly someone said murder. Well, I think it just Ed was reminded that Kevin was uh, you know in a robe. <laughs> oh, and that reminded him murder. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I was being creepy, so and Ed thought of the, the last creepy thing he saw. What, sorry, what was the murder in Shasta? Uh, yeah, over at Mount Shasta, there was this murder. Lake Shasta, I, I think uh, it was. Didn't you just say? Yeah, Lake Shasta. <laughs> There's a mountain next to the lake. Ah, mountain Lake Shasta. Yeah, well, gotcha. the cabin was in between the mountain and the lake. Um, oh, the, yeah, that's where the murder happened, in a cabin. I understand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Very convoluted. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's crazy. And the weird part was that they actually, like, one of the guys that got murdered, uh, or not actually, the, one of the ladies that got murdered, she left her iPhone on, and so the whole thing got recorded. Shut uh, up, that never happens. I, why would I lie about that? This is crazy. Google it. Okay, I'm doing it right now. Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, fusing my Google search to your soundboard. Yep. I'm hitting, I got it, I got it. You got it? Yeah, here all we right, go. All right, here we go. Here, here it is. Oh, honey, a weekend in the cabin is just what we needed, don't you think? Yeah, totally. I feel like a thousand times better already. Did you hear something at the door? Yeah, I'll, I'll go check. 
Oh my god! What is it? It's a bassinet with a baby inside. Step back, step aside, let me look at it. Move, I can't see through you. You make a better door than a window. Holy shit, it's an alligator! With a boy's body. It's a monster! No, it's an alligator boy. Our alligator boy. Whatever, I'm getting my gun. Tom Clancy Dupree! You do such a thing and you'll regret the day you met me. And you know that that gun is mine. It's under my name. Carla, please, this beast is wrecking my parents' cabin. Tom Clancy Dupree! You do not call the alligator boy a beast. Now, someone trusted us with their child to take care of him. We owe it to them, whoever they are, be they beast or bird or fowl or humans or crazy scientists. We owe it to them to take care of him. Let's just call the police or the zoo or something. Or something? What kind of something? The people without feelings? Collective? That's what you belong to. Get away from me. Here, Snappy Snappy. Would you like a little sardine? I always carry sardines in my... My gown, my dressing gown. I don't think this is a good idea. What are you laughing at? Here, have a sardine for my dressing gown. Oh, look at him. He is well behaved. There. Honey! Shh. He is sleeping in my arms. Tom Clancy Dupree, if you raise your voice in front of this alligator boy again, do you know how hard it is to sleep in a bassinet? Have you tried? This is so dangerous. He's harmless. Look at him. He's a little baby with an alligator head. Hello, Tom. Carla, I heard a ruckus over here and got concerned. Ah, Earl, you scared me. My dressing gown. Whoa. Ouch. My leg. Back, 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 back. Ah. Help me. Get off of him. No. Oh, my. He's killed and is eating our neighbor. Yes, he's killed and he is currently eating our neighbor because he is a growing boy. Tom Clancy Dupree. We have to tell his wife. Listen, she's going to understand. No, I'm calling the cops right now. We can't call the cops. He's just a baby. Babies can't go to jail. The little handcuffs won't even fit around its tiny little wrists. We can raise him and give him a chance that he wouldn't have growing up in a jail, or a lab, or a zoo, or a collective for people without feelings, like the one you belong in. Are you serious? Do I look serious? Yes, I'm wearing clown makeup, but that's because I went to sleep in it. He can go to school, and he has a chance to be a normal child. You know, ever since the doctor told me I couldn't have children, remember that? That was just, what was that, five years ago? This has been the first time I've ever been optimistic about anything, except getting that candy bar that was stuck in the vending machine. I was really optimistic about that. I know you want a child. Oh, thank you, Tom! No, wait, what I'm trying to say is we can adopt- Oh, thank you so much, Tom! Let me finish! Thank you! We can adopt a real child. Tom, thank you! But this creature is not safe! Safe for me! Tom? Carla, have you seen my Earl? Oh my god! No! No! Oh! Oh! Good lord! Oh, help me! Oh, oh no! He's eating Earl and Edith! Well, there's a bright side, which is that we don't have to tell Edith what happened. Let's go buy Snappy a present. No way! I'm taking him to the police! Please don't! I have to. Okay. I understand. But let me have one last moment with him. Snappy. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go. You have done so much for me. You have made my world a happier place since you've come into my life. And I just want you to know that I love... Son of a bitch! Get off of me! Stay still! I can't! He's hurting me with his bites and his teeth! Help me! Stay still! Ah! You okay? Is she dead? You know what, Snappy, my boy? You're all right. That's my boy. Wow. I can't believe that they leaked that story. Well, you know, once it gets on the internet, you know, then it's hard to get rid of. It's just every site picks it up, and it's all over Google Uh, chat. I know this is insensitive. I know it, but I feel I, I, I kind of was glad to hear that the woman died because she sound, she's irritating. Her voice she sounded, ir- I know she sounded like a female version of me. 
She sounded like she could have been like like Christy Brinkley, nineteen eighty four hot, but mm-hmm. her attitude was like totally Christy uh, Brinkley, nineteen ninety four. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, where'd my career go? I'm so pissed and well, bitter and crazy. It kind of makes me not want to get married in some ways, you know. I mean, hearing the in, relationship in like every that, way, it certainly makes me not want to adopt a child with an animal head that I found in a bassinet outside my cabin. Yeah, exactly. Stranger things have happened, I guess. I hope people learn their lesson after, you know, that story gets out. You know, you see something in a bassinet, like, don't even look to see if it's a baby. Just give it to the authorities. Hey, straight up. Just kill it. Just, yeah, throw it in the lake. Shoot it immediately. I don't mean, let it eat your elderly neighbors. They were right by a lake. They could have just tossed it in. Yeah. But no. Well, TJ, uh, I know you're pressed for time tonight because you're actually heading to a show after the taping, so we appreciate you coming by. I am. I'm glad to come here. This is very nice, and it's kind of rustic. There's an ominous painting in here, but I like that also. Yeah, well, I, I do that to create the mood, you know. What is the story behind that painting? Uh, it's just a very old painting of... Uh, a relative? A guy. Yeah, it's great, 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 great Grandpa Costantini. Looks like he's wearing a Is it really? And uh, yeah, you know, it's really? an oil painting from way back in the Renaissance days. Is he wearing the scarlet letter? <laughs> no, he's just, uh, he was an inventor, um, and he's just kind of looking down at his notes, and that's that's the story. That's Is it worth a lot? No. Because I, I Miller, can't, Miller, step, put it, it, it back. Put it back, Miller. that you, you drew a dick near his mouth. That was a weird choice on your that part. That wasn't me. That was actually a cousin of mine. That Sounds like a party happened. <laughs> didn't, didn't like my cousin, and, and that's why he painted it, yeah. I want to ah. do the second painting that's just a lower half with him without pants. Kind right. of like a... In like a we'll take a... You know what? I'll, I'll snap a shot of the That was one of his so inventions. Pant, pantless note perusing. Yeah. He invented that. But TJ, uh, what do you got coming up? What do you what do you want to promote? Uh, I have a very very small cameo appearance in Get Him to the Greek, where I am stabbed and scream, and I'm also a concierge at Planet Hollywood. Awesome. And then uh, I'm going to be in Louisville. I know you got a lot of listeners in Louisville, so I'm going to be there at the Comedy Caravan uh, in in a week. And uh, just look out for Yogi Bear and Unstoppable with Denzel Washington. I'm in that, and I'm in. Uh, Gulliver's Travels with yeah. Jack Black. Hey, excellent! Yeah, awesome. I'm excited about that. Actually, um, did you yeah, get some? Yeah, should be fun. Did you uh, get time to talk with Jack Black or meet him? Or yeah, yeah, all my scenes are with him. That's so really cool. I spent more time with him than I thought I would in my life. I, he's, mm-hmm. I hear he's a very cool guy. And, it's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. very, very funny, very, very easygoing, yeah. very funny. Yeah, likes to play video games on his iPhone. Well, that's you know, listen, that's awesome. You've had an up and down year, but it it seems like you are. Well, it's on all, the path to forgetting about it and just going forward. Yeah, it started up down, now it's all up. It's all up, yeah. yeah. That's good. I hadn't thought of it as a down until you guys mentioned it that way. So <laughs> no, no, no. You're I correct. thought it had been mostly an up career and an up life. Uh, no, I was, I was meaning your health issues. But yeah, yeah, even that I considered an up until just today. No, I'm sorry, what I meant was just... Podcast. Uh, Maybe, you coming on the show was probably like the lowest point in, in, in your Now I also Our, consider that an up until you guys mentioned the down part about down, brain like, surgery. Like good down, like yeah, we're down with something. Oh, okay, I'm awesome. down with that. Yeah. <laughs> like it started out down and now Oh yeah, up. okay, no, I'm down yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for having yeah, me. We I look hope forward. I can yeah. come back, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We want to have you back. Hopefully like we can have you back a little bit longer next time. For when sure. Not, when things aren't so rushed. Uh-huh. And, uh, Without a doubt. Yeah. Well, we still have plenty of laughs. Uh, so, yes, thanks again, DJ Miller. Wonderful, hilarious yep, band. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, look for him. He's going to be all over the place. So. Yeah. And uh, stick around. we got our movie review coming up. This week, for the movie review, we all watched Best Worst Movie. Yeah! Yeah! And I think we all and we actually all saw this at the same time, which is which is uh, irregular for us lately. Yeah, I mean, for, a, for a while we've it seen it nice. at different I, times. Yeah. I very much enjoyed seeing it with you guys. It was fun. All three of us in a row watching yep. best worst movie. Yeah, I saw the three twenty version, the three twenty showing, and then uh, Mike saw the the five twenty showing, and then Kevin saw the. But the important thing was that it was all at the same theater. So it's like we saw it together. Yeah, we yeah. actually went to a very old theater to see this, uh, the New Art. Yeah, it's a very famous in movie Santa theater. Monica. Santa Monica and Sautel. Yeah. Yeah. Lay, uh, uh, Los Angelinos, if you don't know about the New Art Theater on Santa Monica, west of the 405. Uh, What's wrong with you? Because yeah, it's, a, it's a landmark. Yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's, it's not a landmark theater. Well, but a, well, technically it is owned by landmark theaters. Oh, it is. Yeah, but oh. it is also a, a landmark attraction. Landmark, yeah. Which is also a a cult group. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right, but not the Mike, same. turn off your phone. But di- Sorry, I have my notes on my phone. Uh, <laughs> d- different company, though, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's right. It's weird because Landmark, it's a theater company, uh-huh. but Landmark is also a cult. And uh, Landmark, it's, it's like one of those self-help you know, cults, kind of like well, Scientology. Well, it's, it's not that bad. It's not a, a cult so much. It, yeah, it's kind of like you a, have friends in well, Landmark, if, don't if, you? If, if their cult yes. is, about, is all about Hold on putting a second, out good movies. You have friends in, in Landmark. Best worst movie. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, you have friends in Landmark, don't you? I have a lot of friends in Landmark, yes. A really, lot of friends? Yes. Oh, my God. They're mostly actors, right? Uh, yes, mostly actors. Because Landmark is the new Scientology. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, yeah, I just actually, I have a friend uh, that was in a sketch group with me, uh, Roska Mather. Mm-hmm. Roska's in Landmark? She's a huge Landmark. She tried to get me to join well, at yeah. one point. And what they do is they try to... Oh, is that the Landmark Forum? Landmark yes, Forum. Landmark yeah. Forum. Oh yeah, my right. god. Yeah. You didn't I, know about I, this? I didn't know that, that was connected. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not connected to the well, theater. Well, it's not connected to the theater. Like the theater is Landmark. Mm-hmm. Like Landmark Entertainment. Yeah, and then you have the Landmark. That's the theater. Yeah, two but different companies. But then this other company I don't know how they did that actually because technically it's already a trademark name, but well, I mean they Landmark, took the name is, Landmark is just a word. So I I just thought No, it's true. But yeah, they they became like this cult group. That uh, it's like Scientology, but Landmark is actually gaining some steam. You probably know some people who are in the Landmark forum yeah. without even realizing. You know, it. I've had a, I've had a handful of people t- try to get me to go do this, but the thing is, everybody that's tried to tell me like, "Oh man, it's totally worth it. You got to do it." Like I'm just like, uh, financially, you're not too well off, and you're actually kind of like, you guys need a lot of help. Yeah, well, also, <laughs> and, and so, if, so if you're preaching the praises of this thing, well, then. funny enough though, too, like I mean, Landmark, they take you know, it costs money to be in you know part of this, a lot of money, a lot of money, yeah, and and so and like, friend, and your friend that tried to refer to you, um, and I'm saying it like this in case you want to edit out that fact that you said her name, no, 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 uh, not at all, Roscoe Mather. <laughs> www.roscamather.com Landmark, Rosica, Landmark, Rosica. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean, well, she's, she's also the only reason I say it is like she's a friend of mine, but she has no... She's not ashamed. She's not ashamed of it, yeah. Rosica Landmark. But she did, like, she tried to get me to join. She tried to get, like, a lot of her friends. But that's the way this company works. Like, they... It's all about recruitment. Yeah. It's, it's about like, recruitment. Like, like Amway. Like, yeah. Speaking of which, you guys... You My parents were in Amway. Yeah. Like, yeah. Amway? Yeah, we had tons of Amway products growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Amway toothpaste, Amway disinfectant. Whatever happened to Amway? They lost. Just faded off into yeah. existence. That's yeah. an 80s memory. Like, yeah. like any cult. Any, any any person born after 1985 has probably never heard of Amway. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Pyramid schemes still keep popping up. Well, they are. I, I don't know if, like, I mean, this is more than a pyramid scheme, though. Like, Landmark is a, a bona fide, like, church, in a sense. It's legal. It's illegal. Pyramid schemes aren't legal, but yeah, yeah, this this, this, is, this is legal. By this the book. is like this is a self. Sorry, they like the Masons. It's like a self help. Yeah, you should just well, look it up online. Ed. Like, I mean, it's it's all over the place. I'm only online to yeah. plug my shows and whack off. When Roska asked me to join Landmark, I actually I felt bad. Like I like Roska a lot, and you know she's very talented and everything. Wrote her back, and I just said, you know what? I'm happy. I don't need any of this to, you know. Why did you lie? I'm not. <laughs> like, I would never join. I'm, I'm happy. Well, this was I'm, before I'm the really... Ford podcast. He was happy before the Ford podcast. He wants to join Landmark. I'm even, I'm even more elated. I'm even more elated now I'm doing the Ford podcast with you guys. Yeah. But I've always been happy, like, you know, kind of on my own. I don't need, like, right, a, yeah. a cult thing. But it's really weird how they make their current members, like, seek out they're friends. It's sort of like well, the, like when, like a scheme start, that start, is uh, three when parts. When you start selling knives, like there's that whole family thing, you know, like where they I, they recruit people like and the idea is that you knives. sell knives to friends and family. But but you see the th- all right. But the difference between the knife thing is the knife thing. It's all it's recruiting for money. Like like you need to recruit to make money selling the knives. But with right. landmark, it's all about. Like, like, hasn't this changed your life? Like, isn't this such a great thing? Like, exactly. Don't you? Don't your friends and family members deserve to <laughs> know about this wonderful thing? Right. Like, yeah, of course. So tell everybody you know and exactly, give them yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's it's more of a psychological yeah. recruitment than a monetary. So that's our review of the best worst movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. no, we saw this at uh, at, <laughs> at uh, Sorry, we we kind of digress sometimes. Lin- anyway. I'm kidding. Lin- I, actually, this conversation was going great. Yeah, we were at Landmark Theaters and we watched Best Worst Movie, which was awesome. Landmark. Landmark is no. that in relation to the Landmark Forum? <laughs> yeah, Landmark Forum is this group that it's it's kind of like a self help cult where like, they sell going- you knives. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for for those of you listeners out there, 
you may not have heard of the best worst movie. It's not the most well known movie. It's just best worst movie. There's no the. So we're or yes, <laughs> you may not have heard. It's a documentary. You may not have heard of best worst movie. You know, out there, it's not that well known. But just so you know, there's a movie out there called Troll Two. You just have to see it to believe it. So did we see Best Worst Movie or did we see Troll 2? We saw both, in a sense. Because Best Worst Movie is a documentary about uh, Troll 2. the cult following behind Troll 2. Right. Like Landmark Forum. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cult followings, Troll 2 <laughs> Troll is a movie two. that came out in yeah. well, like the early 90s, late 80s. Yeah. Now, here's what I recommend. I recommend that you rent Troll 2. You just watch it however you can. Uh, watch It's on Hulu. Watch Troll 2 first, then watch the documentary, because both are very entertaining. Actually, but, yeah, that, that, that's the difference between the three of us, because you two had both seen Troll 2. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I had never seen Troll 2. And it's 2. an amazing movie. Because we're not pieces of shit. I was watching this documentary, well, oh, so I'm a piece of shit for not watching the, the no, shittiest movie ever? No, you're a whole ever. shit. You're not a piece of shit. Because apparently, according to the documentary, Troll 2 is the worst movie ever made. Yeah, it's worse than Manos Hands the of Fate. The best worst movie ever made. They Actually, Manos Hands of Fate was number three. Troll 2 is number one. What was wonder, number two? I can't remember. I saw it in the thing, but I couldn't remember. Probably Starsky and Hutch. It might be Ishtar. <laughs> Did you see that shit? It might be Ishtar. But no, anyway. but, but the, uh, yeah, so it's a documentary where uh, one of, uh, the, there's a, a kid, Troll 2. Um, it's about a family uh, that goes to this town called... Uh, Lindglob. Nilbog. Yeah. Nilbog. They go to the Very town close, of... close, though. Ed. Yeah. I'm they, drunk. Yeah. They go to the town of Nilbog, and, and they end up getting beset by these evil goblins that want to turn them into plants. Right. And it's a loosely based sequel Spoiler to Spoiler alert. One. Jeez. Anyway, so yeah, so it's a family and the little kid in the family, the the actor who played yeah. the little kid decided to make a documentary about the cult following behind Troll 2. Which is amazing. And he's and, the, he's the director of Best Worst Movie. Yeah, and we should just say too that the original movie was called Goblins, but it was so bad that they actually tried to piggyback it off of Troll one, the original. Yeah, Troll 1 and Troll 2 have nothing to do with each other. Nothing, absolutely and nothing. the movie yeah. Troll was, man, it was epic. It changed my life. It yeah. Was, no, I saw Troll. I didn't see Troll 2, but troll I remember two seeing Troll 2 was great. It was the Citizen Kane of yeah. Troll movies. Because Troll 2 actually used... You're right, Ed, you're right. Um, this Italian director used like a lot of non-actors in the movie. Mm-hmm. So the acting was just immediately bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. acting, the writing, like... Uh, Everything was terrible. Like, yeah, it's uh, an Italian director, an Italian screenplay, so there was lots of uh, language barriers between the uh, American cast right. and the Italian crew that made for hilarious incong- incongruity. Yes, <laughs> and, but here's the, here's the beauty of it, and this is when it all came full circle for me. Mm-hmm. The Italian director talked about this movie like it was the best movie he's made, like literally. The way we talk he about said, the Fort Podcast? Exactly. Literally, he said... This movie is magnificent. The actors that were kind of making fun of it, they don't know what they're talking about. Actually, that's interesting you bring that up because, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody behind the scenes, like the director... They knew it was the worst movie um, ever. The screenwriter who was his wife. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the people who, who like pushed to get the movie made, they were the ones defending it. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The actors were the ones calling it the worst movie exactly, ever. Exactly, yeah. But the director would come and say like... This was the best thing ever made. They don't know what they're talking it's, it's, about. It's a uh, yeah, they're just talking about how it's underrated. Now, what stood out about me? What stood out about that to me was we had Frank Conniff of Mystery Science Theater three thousand and four podcast episode eight, and he was on. And one of the things he said that made Mystery Science Theater three thousand great, the movies they would look for, was sincerity, sincerity right, yeah. from the filmmaker. And in this in this documentary on Troll Two. Okay, this is one of the worst movies ever made. Unintentionally funny. Extremely funny, if mm. you watch it, but unintentionally funny. Yeah. And you have this director. He is more sincere than Linus's pumpkin patch, literally, right. about this movie. Well, like Frank kind of said, yeah, there, there's a difference between yeah. a bad movie made by cynical mercenary right, directors. Right, that are poking that are fun just, at themselves. Well, but they're, and they're just trying to make a quick right. buck. Versus this guy, somebody who has a vision. This guy believed he was making an amazing film, and there, and and one of the talking heads in Best Worst Movie actually said, like, Troll Two looks like a movie made by people who know how to make a movie, like they know what they're doing, but for some reason, it just, just didn't come together. Yeah, like they they just were making mistakes because after of the mistake. bad acting, the bad yeah, script. Yeah, it's just everything added up. But like, yeah. but but it's but it looks like from people that 
like know how to put a costume together and know how to film a set or know, sure, but but just it's it's it's, it's just genuine wh- filmmaking. It's genuine filmmaking. Genuine. Yeah. And sincere from the director's point of view, like but the director just, believed, but just completely wrong decisions across yes, the board. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's what made this a great film. Mm-hmm. That's what makes an awesome film, like what we like to watch on the four podcasts. Yeah, like you can sit there and watch and laugh at it. It's great, but you're laughing with them in some ways. You know, right? Well, now I feel but, bad, but we're laughing against the director, but. Well, the yeah. actors in it knew how bad it was. Well, yeah. some of the best parts of this documentary are just watching the director uh, react to, like, you know, just the comments, the, uh, yeah. theaters full of people just <laughs> laughing at You stuff. don't remember! You <laughs> don't remember! My favorite <laughs> yeah. line in the movie was the Italian director. He's like, yeah, the uh, the audience... Uh, My phone's going off, sorry. <laughs> you burp. Who the fuck is calling you right now? No, that was me burping. I was, I was trying right. to cover for it. <laughs> My favorite part, though, was like the director, and he'd be, he would say, like, uh, yeah, the, the audience, uh, they, they laugh at the laughs, at, <laughs> they, they laugh at the parts they're supposed to laugh at. Yeah, yeah. But they also seem to laugh at the parts that they're not supposed to laugh Yeah, and then he says, and it ended up being just, they were just laughing the whole time. Right. <laughs> and it, like, he doesn't understand. They laughed, they laughed at the parts <laughs> they weren't supposed to laugh at. But he was serious, and he was trying to figure yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, he couldn't understand why it was just nonstop laughter. He's like, yet, they were laughing at the parts that were supposed to be funny, yeah. but they were also laughing at. And the that was that the glory. That yeah. was the glory moment for me because it's just it was so funny. Like this guy truly believed, you know. Yeah. And God bless him. You know what? And he made an entertaining movie. I have to admit, there's like, no Italian word for irony. Yeah. And and you know what? He's made a lot of other movies. Irony. I haven't, I haven't seen his other movies. But he really did. Yeah, make yeah, like yeah. He's, he's, Troll Two was amazingly entertaining. Yeah, they said his credits. Yeah, he's made like like fifty something movies in something Italy like that. And like, yeah, and forty something. And movies he obviously in does well as a filmmaker. I mean, he he survives on it. But it was I, just I, this I, one I, film in particular, I think, is just amazing. I, I liked his. Uh, remember at the end, they were like kind of going down the list of like like what what these people are doing now. Like him and his wife. Like they had a good idea for the sequel. They were gonna call it a Troll Two Part Two. Yeah, Troll Two Part Two. I thought that was kind of funny. The saddest part was the mom's, uh, what her life was like now. Oh, the the, the 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 actress who played the mom in Troll Two. She was actually the only, I think, down point of the movie. <laughs> the fact that she exists. Well, I felt yeah. I mean, there. This was a beautiful documentary. I mean, there were high moments. There were low moments. Well, well, actually, yeah, like, but in the end, you feel good. But there was this one character that you don't necessarily, and actually, two characters. I would say the grandpa too. Yeah. The grandpa guy, the character, who, the actor who played the grandpa. In but Troll yet, too. I kind of felt good for him because he seemed happy in his own misery. Yeah, he <laughs> he, he wasn't miserable. Who just kind of like, nah. But uh, actually, he, you know, he, I take back what I said about her because she, uh, she obviously has problems. Well, yeah, but, she was taking care of her mother, and like, yeah, here's which her mother had a very starring role. Yeah. In uh, the uh, oh the mom the documentary the yeah mom. her mom took <laughs> took stole the show okay ju- beautiful ju- ju- just just to, cl- just to clarify this is the mom of the actress who played the, <laughs> the mom mother in yes. Troll Two yes who she wasn't is, in Troll Two but she was in the documentary when they right. went when uh, they went best to, movie yes. when they went to film <laughs> the documentary at their place she just hated it every moment of it you know she just wanted them out of there and blah 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 the mother the grandmother if you will mm-hmm. well, what I'll say about this movie is that like. King of Kong is probably like one of my favorite movies of the last like probably ten years. Uh, maybe not my favorite movie, but it's definitely one of the most feel good movies. Would, would that, it be in the top ten? I would say top five. Of, yeah, of it, the last five years. I I okay. agree with you, Ed, because I really like. King so of Kong I'm not. Too, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to say that Troll Two was. Uh, I mean, best worst movie was as good as King of Kong. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can honestly say that. While watching a uh, uh, best worst movie, I was grinning throughout the whole thing, oh, like me too, I yeah. did when I was watching King of Kong. Like, but yeah, you know, yeah. Ed, they're two different movies though, because King of Kong was about these guys that were just incredibly focused on a video game. Yeah, I mean that movie, which was amazing. That movie's epic. We, yeah, it's an amazing movie, and I wonder if it maybe somehow inspired this movie in some respects. But this movie is about. You know, like, I mean, there's um, definitely less at stake. That's what I'm right. saying. It's, yeah, it's not as, as good, but yeah. it, but I mean, they're two different movies. So yeah. I'm not comparing the two yeah. really, but I'm just saying as far as a documentary and underdogs, 
Uh, like, but it, but it's definitely that thing of just kind of like everyone that was involved with the movie right. was embarrassed. Right. But then they're all coming up like winners. It's just kind of like but yet, it just well, made you feel. Actually, you, you know, the like, main guy that was the dentist was actually proud of it. Like, well, he's practically the main character in the documentary. Yeah, which is great because yeah. he's one of the worst actors. The, in it. the, the yeah. actor who played the father in yeah. Joel Two of the yeah. family. Yeah. Yeah, and they and, spend the most time in the documentaries about like what he's doing now, and yeah. like. And he's like one of the main champions of the Troll Two cult festival circuit, like going yeah. out and signing autographs, and like it's like the best thing that ever happened to me. Like he he loves the spotlight and the attention. He did and because he it, loves it, saying his catchphrase. Yeah, he's and he, but he's, and he's Kevin, like a, he's like a genuine. Go ahead and um, uh, you don't piss on hospitality. There you go. I, I won't, won't allow, allow it. it. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. And just to just to give you guys an, an idea of how big this movie became. Uh, there's a couple guys that do a show in the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. And the night that they had the cast on uh, from Troll 2, the line one was around the block. One MySpace posting, and they got people from all over the world. All over the, the world coming to this. So, yeah. I mean, this is not just the United States. This movie gained a cult all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to be the best, worst movie Ever because like it's the worst movie ever, but everybody loves it. I, so in a sense, like he might be the m- most brilliant director out there. So, I, so I, you guys, like we may be embarrassed about this podcast, but somewhere <laughs> people all over the world might love it. And they're lining up around the block to and, laugh at. And, it. and then when, like years later, when we're all like they're like, lining up around the block to listen on their their iPods <laughs> and just laugh their fucking asses up. Yeah. And then Mike's gonna come in and be like, "Oh, wait, wait, that, wait, okay, that was supposed to be funny, but wait, but that part wasn't funny. Why are they, why are they laughing at that?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "What? I don't, I don't want to go to this." I always love My, how you impersonate me, uh, Kevin, because you make me sound like a politician. He <laughs> <laughs> makes you sound like a drowning turkey. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Um, as a personal aside, all yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> my mind got a blown a little bit watching this documentary because yeah, a yeah, blown first, a blown out of my a skull because as we're watching yeah so like Mike was talking about the part in UCB where it's like these guys so like a big part of the documentary takes place where they show this film at the main stage at UCB and me and Ed are in watching New York, yeah, yeah in New York and we're like dude like we've been on that stage like several times oh, yeah. like, so like it's like this room filling oh oh and the guy says. In the documentary, like, yeah, they've never had standing room only before. I'm like, bullshit. Every time I go there for the Del Close Improv Festival, it's always standing room only. You're full of shit. Yeah, we should say, like, like, Ed, you you perform there. Kevin, you perform there. Yeah, well, like, like on the stage. That's yeah, when I the perform movie. there, there's plenty of sitting Did you room. stand up plenty or Im- improv, <laughs> Ed? What? Did you stand up or improv there, Ed? Oh, uh, Both. stand up. Oh, stand up! Yeah, stand up in New York, and Kevin did improv with, with his the Great group. Adventure. Yeah, the Great yeah, Adventure. Kevin needs other people to perform with because he's not strong enough. <laughs> but also, anyway, <laughs> it's a it's a big. Honestly, it's a big stage to play though. Yeah, like, and, in New and, York, it's a very but it was but it was theme theater to play. Yeah, and it was featured in the documentary. So I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. We've been there. But then later in the movie, uh, there's a part where they screen Troll Two at the New Art Landmark santa monica like the theater we're like me mike and ed are watching this documentary at right like f- is featured prominently in the movie for a long time yep and they're out on the sidewalk in front yep. of the theater like having interviews and we're like dude that's where we bought our ticket that's crazy <laughs> and th- and then there's like a wide angle like across the street and like we could see the sushi restaurant that we just that we, ate at we the, yeah we, we all met up at the sushi restaurant called new japan yeah that's across the street from the landmark new art theater yeah so we and then like in the movie that we're watching we see the sushi restaurant that we just ate at. I'm like, fuck, this is crazy. I've never seen and this then before. We missed a part of the movie because we were being filmed watching the movie. <laughs> I know. And I like, get out of the way. I'm trying to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. Was, and then we check- saw ourselves. It was it was the most meta movie watching experience I've ever you know had what, in my you life. You know what I loved it? You know what I loved about going to the new art to see this movie? I uh, bought I because I went up and got the tickets, you know, for us all. I went to the concession stand and that's where I bought the movie tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the concession stand. Well, that that's rare. Like, uh, like every time I've been, there, they have three been... employees. <laughs> well, it's funny though. Yeah, but that's like it's like I'm like, where do you buy the tickets? And then yeah, the, the, the same girl selling. And then the does. girl behind the popcorn counter, she was like, well, "You can buy tickets here." So I went and bought. Well, like, but who's gonna start the movie? Like, I'm gonna do it in five minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, it, was a, it was a nice experience though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was really weird seeing the. Yeah. Um, yeah like the theater that we're watching the movie at be in the same movie that we're watching. Yeah, that, that, was really that is kind of strange. But also, yeah, and also I want to say, like, the Troll 2, like, I think it started off, like, this guy, you know, who was an actor, like, wanted to, 
like follow the cult and catch up with his old friends. But the movie actually turns into this weird kind of um, kind of discussion about like because like following each of the actors like from Troll Two and like what they're doing now. Like they're all in like these different places and they all have different philosophies about acting and like why they did it. Like some of the char- some of the actors are still doing acting. One of them became a musician. One of them became like an old guy who never got to have any grandchildren. One of them became like a fucked up well, nutcase. I mean, one, one of the guys in the movie was literally like in a mental hospital. Yeah, exactly. Like he had lost his mind. But, but and he, the funny thing is he was the best actor in the movie because he had lost his mind. Yeah. And he was, he was playing. That's a, amazing. He was literally a crazy person playing a crazy person. Yeah. yeah. He was literally like, but he was the best guy. <laughs> but, but it's interesting. Like, like, like hearing all of the actors talk about like, you know, they're yeah. like, their acting experience and why they did it. And like, I don't know, like it really made me, like it reminded me a lot of my friends actually, like, you know, like your friends at landmark, like at the time, all of these, <laughs> <laughs> like at the time, Rossica Mathers, like at the time, all of these people made troll too. They, like they all had dreams. Like, yeah. you know, they all had ambitions that like, this was going to lead to greater things. And it's just really interesting, like catching up with them twenty years later and seeing how their dreams pan out. One of the actresses, one of the actresses, wouldn't even put it on her resume. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah she was so embarrassed by yeah. it, and she's actually probably the most. You like, can't blame her. There's right lots now. of stuff that I haven't put on my resume. I don't know, but and have you been in, in like a movie like Troll Two or like something worse? Yeah. Really? What? It's on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, that girl who went re- awesome, awesome tits. Awesome. She was she was <laughs> hot. She, was, she had a great rack. Attractive. Like she could do really well. I mean, I'm trying to sound really smart and you know deep here, but like, yeah, awesome. So I'll awesome. start this awesome. off. Yeah. Uh, drunk grade A, sober grade A plus. Um, I'll say drunk grade B plus, sober A minus. I'm gonna say drunk grade. Uh, a sober grade A plus. I was see, so entertaining. See, this is one of those where uh, drunk it's less than when you are sober. I really enjoyed it, but I I came from the mindset that I saw Troll too, like Ed, yeah. and I just had a blast with the whole thing. You know what? Yeah, okay. I'll say this, audience, yeah. coming from somebody who didn't see Troll two, yeah. it doesn't matter. You're still gonna have a great time mm. watching best worst movie. That's true. Doesn't but matter if, if you've seen Troll two or not. If it's, you want to make a night out of it, though, watch Troll two first, then best worst movie because yeah. it'll be coming out soon. You but, know? but either way, if you really want to make a night out of it, watch Troll two, then watch best worst movie, then listen to our podcast, or just listen to our podcast. Yeah. And then come on, come over to Kevin's and watch Samurai Jack. And please go to iTunes and and rate it and uh and then write a review. Leave yeah. a, leave a comment and we'll write a sketch about your comment. We'll immortalize you forever. And you can have a date with any one of us, as long as it's about sashimi. Because <laughs> I'm all about sashimi, baby. Guys, it's been a great episode again, as always. Are you sure? We haven't heard back. We haven't heard feedback yet. It's been a lot of fun for me. Okay, okay, so this... We were great, Kevin. Eh, yeah. Not yeah. so much. Okay, so this episode, sober grade, <laughs> drunk grade. Um, Let's get meta here, because this movie was very meta. We, we already did our... It was the it. best, worst podcast! Yay! <laughs> it made we! It made we! Everybody, we will see you soon. Bye.